Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. What's up guys, welcome back to the 1% Club Podcast. You guys know I usually ride solo, but today my good friend Tyler Minton is in town. I would venture to say I would I would I think it's com- I'm comfortable calling you probably the the, the best nutritionist in uh, at least the sport of MMA. I don't know about other sports. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know I don't mess with football and all the other sports. But as far as like <clears throat> weight cutting, especially the weight cutting portion, right? Because there's the nutrition side of things, and then there's the weight cut portion. The nutrition side of things, I would venture to say that it's pretty. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I would venture to say it's a lot like coaching. Like, I feel like everybody's doing the same thing with a couple different ideas. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah, to an extent. It's, you do have some weird outliers in there. Like, kind of like you do with nutrition in general now. You you have constantly these new people coming in saying something, like, new and shocking. Because literally everything in nutrition has been said before. It, right. it, it all cycles through. But, I mean, like, modern humans have been here for 300,000 years. Like, there's not much new out there but someone's always coming in like they, they think that they need to to attract people with this new hook uh so they bring something in, and you'll, you'll get that a little bit well, it's just and, like the sales side of things right yeah that's it it's, it's all their snake oil salesmen <laughs> um and you get that you get that a lot in, in mma too but those people normally get get kicked out pretty pretty quick like they they don't last very long because you know they're they're messing fighters up you know? right and uh name a few of the clients habib yeah, I've worked with Khabib, uh, Max Holloway, Daniel Cormier, you. <laughs> uh, second, Thompson, his second. Second ever. Yeah. See, I got Stephen Thompson coming up. Um, I've worked with a lot. All, all in all, I really need to go in and count with, you know, how many fighters I've worked with all together. Um, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know. It's been, it's, it's been well over 100, like well over You've 100. done, man, you've done some incredible cuts as far as, like, getting people – on weight which is like i've seen some pretty like even my own you got me to 55 to begin with which wasn't an easy task but now you've kind of started to work into the nfl like Mm -hmm. i know you've talked to some really uh i don't i know we can't talk about who it (laughs) is but work with some really 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 high level uh nba players Mm -hmm. talk to talk to them their teams and when i say like i'm talking about the best in the league and uh i know now you're working with uh, some nfl players Mm -hmm. and that that business is starting to expand correct yeah yeah like I've, I've had teams bring me out to to consult with individual athletes and then i've had individual athletes from other sports start to to reach out and uh to contact me just from my work with fighters and then you know just the things they see on on instagram perhaps that they they resonate with because sure. i'm very real on instagram i'm i don't yeah. try to I don't try to impress people with anything new. I just present the evidence-based research what's as your, it is. What's your IG handle? Uh, Tyler Minton Nutrition. Because you do a great job. You do a great job giving away free information on there for just gen- general population. Anybody really, honestly. Like I get, mm-hmm. I, I've I've been your client for over ten years now. I think, <laughs> and I still get really cool bits of you know nuggets of advice like oh i didn't you know it makes sense now i didn't even yeah, think about that. yeah i did that during covid in fact a lot of that was was uh you, something you kind of spawned um during covid i lost a lot of clients just because a lot of people didn't know you know like all the fighters were done because they right. just didn't know uh when they would fight again and then a lot of the general population stopped so during that time i decided uh with your help you'd been telling me for years i needed to anyway uh, i upped my rates mm-hmm. and when i upped my rates general population just exploded i started getting so many more people um you know it, why it just, is that you think um i think you got people when they saw a higher number they they valued it a little bit more um and i started getting people from all over uh like it was just once i raised my rates i started getting more people from like europe and yeah and the west coast people that maybe have like a higher income in general because of where they live it's just a normal thing so that higher rate to them was yep. was they just respected it i think <laughs> so i started getting more of that but i have such a like a huge 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 passion for presenting 
fitness and nutrition to all socioeconomic statuses. Uh, I think that's one thing nutrition and fitness in general leave behind is the low socioeconomic status. People, you have these nutritionists out there, the, these experts, just like, yeah, now everything you need to eat is organic, grass-fed, like you shouldn't be eating this, you shouldn't, shouldn't be eating out of a box, you shouldn't do this or that. It's like, you know, you're talking to a very privileged group of people when you start right. saying that stuff. It is true. If you can do those things, great. But essentially what we're saying is if you can't do those things, you're, you can't be healthy. You, yeah. can't, you can't feed your family healthy. You can't be healthy. You can't raise healthy kids unless you're buying these items. And that's just, that's just not true. Like, like there's a lot of people that are living well below the poverty line that, you know, like they, they couldn't afford one grass-fed steak a week. Sure. And... Yeah, I just think that the fitness industry leaves those people out too much. And I'm very passionate about, you know, being very inclusive and, and including everyone. So I decided at that point when I raised my rates that I was going to make my Instagram um, just an, a way that I can present as much information as possible for free. So my goal is to present enough information that someone could literally make big changes and never pay me a dime. They just have to plug and play the information I've given them for free on Instagram. I uh, I was watching a video, uh, Grant Cardone. You were actually sitting next to me this morning. Yeah. I, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this video, but we I get up every morning early and I watch all kinds of business stuff. And Tyler's staying with me right now. We're in town for Tim and Gina's uh, wedding, which is tonight. Congratulations, guys! And uh, I heard Grant Cardone said things like, "Hey, you have a ninety nine dollar price point. They're going to complain. Make it two hundred. Raise it. Yeah. They're going to complain. Make it five hundred. They're going to complain. Make it a thousand. They're going to complain." And then all meanwhile, those same people are going to go pay 99 cents for a cheeseburger at McDonald's. They're going to complain. So it doesn't matter where the price point is. They're going to they're going to complain anyway. Right. So you might as well. And, and I think whenever you raise your rates, people I, I, I know this from experience. If if I paid 20 dollars for a, a plan, I would not value that plan. I would not give a shit. Right. Like but if that plan was five hundred a month, a thousand, two thousand dollars a month or whatever, there's, it's, it's not about price, it's about value. Exactly. And I think people value stuff that they pay more for. Yeah, it, it's like the Planet Fitness model. There's people at Planet Fitness is making just huge gains. I mean, they're, they're changing their life. The ability is there. Right. But with the buying being so low, like the volume of people so high because that, that the, the price point is so low. They don't value it. It's not a, yes, correct. It's not a huge percentage of people that are doing that. They don't even show up. Exactly. And that's the model, that's, right? That's the model. They, they, they literally couldn't, they wouldn't pass fire code if even a small percentage of their total people showed up in a day. It right. can't happen. And they know that. And I wanted to, I didn't want to be that. Like I wanted to be a more concierge, more, more, I wanted to be a higher price point like I wanted people to to come in immediately struggle a little bit to pay honestly because those are the people that are going to take it seriously it's the friends and family that you give information for free that that, that don't listen right and I think I think for people listening to this like I encourage you like we're talking about price point your your prices really aren't they're still not that high they're not high like, at all like, crazy. they're not high at all so like if you're watching you're like oh maybe I should get a diet from this guy they're really not that high so uh but you work with like everybody, anywhere from uh, Shelly down the street to, uh, you know, Habib, Cormier, Max Holloway, like top tier level athletes. And I know, so we just talked about this, you're starting to work in the NBA and the NFL. Like what's the, what's the biggest difference? Cause this has always really intrigued me. Like what's the biggest difference that you notice across the board as far as like uh, NFL linemen, which I think you have your biggest, have guy, one of your yeah. biggest clients right now mm -hmm. is a is a NFL lineman compared to someone like Max Holloway. I gotta assume that weight cut is a big part of it because these guys are huge and they're performing differently. And like, so what's the biggest differences that you're seeing? So if we so if we put results or, or goals on a triangle, and we have longevity or health and longevity, performance and aesthetics, like the closer you go towards one, you get further away from the others. Sure. You cannot, like absolutely cannot eat for maximum performance eat and eat for maximum weight loss. They can't, they're, they, you can't do it. Um, with the nature of combat sports, you have to do both. Mm -hmm. But you can't favor both. And that's what a lot of fighters don't understand. Like I've performed at a high level my whole life, cutting tons of weight. I'm like, 
you've done it your whole life cutting a tons of weight so you've never been able to actually see what it would be like if you didn't um so they don't realize that they you can't do that with these these athletes and other sports that don't have to cut weight you can't you can feed them solely for performance and i'm talking like the the, the caloric difference is so it's so insanely different. Um, even CrossFitters, like, I, like tell worked, me, tell me, give me an example. Yeah. So I've worked with some some higher level CrossFitters, and I mean, I could I could have someone working out two times a day, um, doing CrossFit, maybe two three times a day. Well, I'm just using CrossFit because those are people doing like a a high training load multiple sure. times a day, like a fighter, and the same weight athlete that as a fighter might be eating 200 to 250 75 grams of carbs a day if they weren't cutting weight routinely and they were solely focused just on performance could be eating anywhere from 400 to 500 grams of carbs like like pounding this stuff in and and their weight would they'd be fine um you know like they're not going to balloon up and just keep ballooning sure. up they're just going to they're they're going to stay at a weight maintenance but with fighters we're constantly dropping and then they get back heavy again then you're constantly drop then you get back heavy and that's just causing so many metabolic adaptations where the metabolism will actually slow down a little bit to to um to adapt to what you're doing to it um it starts to do things like lowering the amount that we just move throughout the day and you see that with fighters you have like this crazy intense morning session and they go home and just play video games all day yeah they sit all day because they're just exhausted um whereas you know like if we were able to feed them the way that i would like to so they didn't have to lose weight you know they, they'd be fine they'd feel yeah. fine after training they'd be able to go go along their day they wouldn't feel exhausted but they have to lose weight right and it's just the, that's just the nature of the sport and it's kind of stupid right i mean you start taking away especially when you start taking away water from the body, like brain damage, CTE, all that's becoming a bigger issue. Yeah. Like it's it's completely unhealthy, and I wish there was a way to get rid of it. Unfortunately, if we did, it people would just cheat the system. Even you know what I mean? They would, there's always gonna, I would say cheat it because they're not cheating. Yeah, no, right? no. They're, people are gonna work the system though. Like even like we talk about one FC. Yeah, they do the uh, is it? It's like a six weeks out. They do a water hydration. Yeah, they test, do this right? hydration test and they do like multiple tests during the on week. a scale of one to ten. I know the answer to this, but on a scale of one to ten, how easy is it to cheat that? Ten being the easiest. Ten being ten. The <laughs> it's a ten. I mean, there, but there's not many people that know how to cheat it effectively. And again, when I say cheat, it's not cheating. We're not doing anything against the rules. We're not. It's literally just. It, it, it's literally just. It's there to kind of put on the, a facade. Facade, of, of right? It's fixing weight cutting. It's all it's, optics it, for sure. But it's even worse because you have fighters that if someone's working with me. Um, I know my, my buddy Jordy Sullivan does the same thing. The fight dietitian, he's doing the same things. Like we're we're managing around it without making fighters having to do these like multiple cuts in a week. But you have some of the fighters who aren't working with someone, they're just cutting multiple times. Because you oh. can still cut weight and then go take that hydration test and still pass it. Like right. it's not a super sensitive test. And all that's really doing is making fighters under eat and under recover. Right. It, it's not, it's not beneficial. And I know you have people out there that are saying, well, we should just end weight cutting. The problem is if you didn't have that weight class, so many fighters would would never get in shape. Like they just wouldn't. That like knowing they have Agreed. to make weight is what gets them in shape. So then you get the people like, well, maybe, you know, they should treat themselves like more professionals and do this. They also aren't getting paid like professional athletes. You know, That's you're not getting sure. you're not getting paid. But even even some of the guys I mean the context in which you're working with some of these athletes, like the teams are reaching out to you saying, Hey, this athlete is a huge weight problem coming in, you know, coming out off from the off season. We need yeah. help here. Yeah. And that's, I mean, those guys are getting paid like hundreds of yeah, millions. They're, so they're, it's not a, I don't, is it a, I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's a lack of discipline. I think it's a lack of discipline and it's, it's kind of the tough thing too, especially when you work with someone, it's almost like the second time I ever helped someone like I worry the most because right. they get so comfortable because it was so easy the first time. And then as you work with it, it gets easier. They get more comfortable. Yeah. They, they think of it just as, you know, I'll just sweat that extra pound off. I'm like, when you, if you need to, I try to tell people like, don't think of pounds. Let's think of minutes. Like how many minutes when you think, okay, I'm, I'm two pounds heavier this fight week than I was last fight week. Okay. Let's look back at that last fight week and let's think about how long it took you to lose the last two pounds. For some people that could be a few hours. And my bro, you're like, you're not, you're not two pounds overweight. You're four hours behind yeah. schedule. Yes. And that, that's oh. what they're not looking <laughs> at. They're not. I made it way worse thinking about it like well, yeah, that. Way worse. It I've never thought way. about it like that. I made it, it way worse. It's such a different thing. And, and 
they're they're just not seeing it that way and a lot of it is just like very distorted food behaviors it really is like, oh, like i would say most fighters have some type of eating disorder 100 have an eating disorder it's 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 they're they're restrictive and they're they're binge eating it's it's a yeah. very common thing and a I, lot I was of them, there i was there I, when i oh, made 55 yeah. dude whenever i made 55 bro when you told me i could eat again i would eat until i couldn't eat anymore and yeah. then whenever i would take a few hours off I would eat again. I, I wanted to be stuffed at all times because I went two months without yeah, it. You yeah, know? without eating like that. And you had these triggers in your brain. I mean, your body's literally designed <coughs> to make you want that. Um, I mean, that, that's literally the thing. Like, as when you lose weight, like fat storage enzymes are ramping up. Um, like, like the hormones that make you hungry are ramping up. Like your body's literally designed as you're losing weight to make you put on more, or it's like designed to make you hungrier and make it stick. It, right. that, that's out of design. The way you fight that is to lose weight slowly and consistently. We don't really get to do that with most fighters. Right. The ones that do also notice they don't get as heavy. So if you think back, you used to sometimes get heavier after 155 fights than you did at 170. Every time. Exactly. So Every you didn't time. even, you would, you would, you know, like 15 pounds less, but you would be heavier a week away. I remember my, out. my last fight at 155, I walked back in the cage at 186 and a half. And my first fight at 170, I walked in at 181. And that's the way, because your body, when you've done that much. Now, that, as I, as I worked into the class, I got my last fight at 170, yeah. I walked in at 192. So yeah. I filled into the class a little bit, but that's also I also took that fight on 12 days notice and I cut a ton of water too. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sure that, yeah, you know. for sure. And, and that, and that's the thing as you cut and things too, I mean, you're disrupting your, your digestive system, you know, so you're just doing all these things that the body's not made to do. So the body starts to freak out a bit. So it's literally, I would even say like small weight cuts really aren't that dangerous. Like it's not inherently dangerous. But most fighters aren't doing small weight cuts. And right. it, it really does become 15 dangerous. Pound, 15 pounds is pretty industry standard, right? That, that's pretty. And, and it, you know, 15 pounds for, for uh, you know, someone at the lowest weight class is far different than a 15-pound heavyweight. Right. But, but yeah, like, like that's, that, that's I would say the standard is probably anywhere from, like, 7 to 10%, 10 in the last is week to two say. is about normal. But when you're talking, like, like when, when you're talking the danger zone, so one cool thing about nutrition in the sport now that wasn't there years ago, and I, I've fought for this. This is one thing I, I do want to say that I, I feel like I had a huge hand in, and I want to. I want to say this. Um, and you'll never hear me say, I, I appreciate it, but you'll never hear me say I'm the best. Um, you'll hear other people say it, and I appreciate that, but I always say I'm one of the best because I fought really hard because I've worked for other companies and, and, and stuff before that didn't have the same – philosophies I did of business or nutrition and they didn't have the same goals I did of improving the whole community and the, the, the profession I want to improve the profession I didn't necessarily ever be like you know like I want to be the best I'm like I want this profession to be better so like now you have several of us who we don't like we work with different athletes, but we're friends, right? And we'll, we'll you know, like if I, if, if if me and one of these guys are, we I have know two you guys, guys bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Cool. It's, and if we yeah. have two guys that are fighting one another, like we're not going to be giving out any information. Sure. Um, just you know, we trust each other, but we're not going to do that out of respect. But like we're constantly, we are, we're constantly bouncing ideas off each other. Especially like I said, uh, Jordy Sullivan, the fight dietitian, and then Charles Stoll with with the UFCPI. We're constantly, like, if we see some research we think is interesting, we'll pass it back and forth. Like, mm -hmm. we'll bounce ideas off one another because we know it just helps the profession in general. And years ago, it was just you had bickering and arguing amongst people, different businesses, and and I always hated it. It just yeah. made it It made it about us. Like, it made it about the yeah. the weight cut specialist or the neutral, whatever you want to call it. It made it about them, and it's like it's, it's never about us. It's about the fighter. And when you do that, it draws attention away from that. And I never wanted it to be like that. I always wanted to just have a positive impact on it altogether. Cause I'll be honest, I, I don't want to work with fighters forever. Um, sure. and in fact, I, I, I've, I've, I, I don't work with as many now as I have before. Um, uh, just because I'm a little bit more selective now when you, you start to be more selective about the people you spend time and energy on. And it's like, I, you know, the fighters I work with now 
are people that are a little bit more like they have a, an interest in me. It's not just, hey, this guy helps me make weight. Or, you know, my interest in them isn't just, hey, they pay me. It's like they actually have a... a There's a like, lifestyle change. Yes, yes. Like they've invested, they've invested their lives in it. And, and, you know, they say that you shouldn't mix like friends and business and all that. But man, a lot, like a lot of these people I work with... See, I disagree with too. that. I disagree 100%. with that. Everything's personal to me. Yeah, and it, uh, to me it has to be because if I don't, if I don't care about you as a person, then... I don't, I don't really care. Like it's not going to hurt. It's just business. It's not it, personal. No, yes. everything's personal. If 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 your weight cut only matters to for for the way I look, then I'm not going to care that much. But if I'm emotionally involved if, of whether or not you win or lose, like that's that's tough. That's different because I'm used to like, dude. Like if if I if I'm working with a fighter and they lose, I'm sad. Yeah, like, I'm sad over. Well, I think it. one of the things I've tried to do is make you an asset to the team, a tool mm -hmm. to the team, a part of the team, not just a miracle worker at weight cut time. <laughs> you know, and I know people call you for that all the time. Like, yeah. I, like Ooh. oh, so and so called me fight week. They want me. You know, he's over. You know, like I ain't, I ain't Jesus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's walking uh, on water to get you to make weight. Anyway, like I've tried to make you more of an asset to the team, uh, but. Let's listen. Let's get into the the good stuff people want to hear about. Give me a uh, toughest cut you've ever done. Mm, toughest cut in person. Yeah, in person. In being there. person. You look at toughest or biggest. They're always a little bit different. Uh, DC cuts. Biggest, biggest cut. Biggest. Cut. Okay, big, big, biggest cut in person would. <laughs> Honestly, it might be you. Like you were a big one in person. Zach was big cuts in person. Zach Zach Cummings were like big in person cuts, and and honestly, like God, I, I feel like I've I all. feel like I've leveled up so much as a practitioner since you used to cut big. Yeah. So it's like a, there's part of me like I would never want you to go back to 55 when you were fighting. I was oh, a big yeah. proponent for you going to 170. You were, um, but even before you even considered it. But at the same time, I'm like, man, like how much easier could I have made it on him? But that being said, your lean body mass was right there at the weight class. Mm -hmm. So like you can't, you know, like you I think can't, I'm an in-betweener, right? Yeah, like yeah, for sure. For sure. My, 160, 165 yeah, would probably be For, for sure. But it's like you can't get blood from a stone. It's like I can only do so much. And you were one of those guys that were just doing everything right. Like I never worried that you would make it because you would get to that point where okay now the the body's starting to slow down a little bit now it becomes mental and i knew that you were you're fine there when it becomes mental it's you're golden um you get quiet you know <laughs> you get quiet and you know you just go through the motions i don't think we ever dieted below like 77 sounds about right yeah that's 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 about i remember our goal was always 175 and we'd never really never get there. never we'd never it, really get once. there and then have to cut to 56 and it's yeah like not fun like i don't i can't yeah, I, I, those times that, that was just miserable, um, it, and it's tough. It, it, it's it's tough too because I've all, you know I've always looked at you like a, a brother, so it's tough too, like seeing someone you care about like going through this. You know, like it's very it's very tough, and you you're always with your athletes as they're cutting weight. And you said right. the, uh, it was yesterday or today, I don't remember. But you were talking about how exhausting it's, fight it's weeks are when you're managing the weight cut too, or you're helping a fighter like weight. It wears me, man. Because uh, like, you're, you're well, you're seeing them so like emotionally, emotionally. vulnerable, and, and people don't understand that. People, no. people will never understand because it's physical. You're in there with them, and then people don't understand the schedule. Like we were talking about this at lunch today. It's like. Okay, you have a big weight cut. Let's talk about a big weight cut. You're cutting weight the night before until like 1 a.m. sometimes. Yeah. And then if you're cutting until 1, you're for sure getting up at the latest 5. Yeah. Right? Because weigh-ins are at 9. You need to make sure you have enough time. And, and then all in that the morning, first cut in the morning always takes longer. Always the, takes the longer, going. right? Always takes longer. So, and because you want you want the room cold, it's at 65 mm -hmm. or whatever, yeah, and then so you, you have to warm the body up. up. The blood, uh, their heart rate is lower anyway. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a nightmare. So it's... uh. Yeah, I mean it's just it's 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 freaking way harder. You have to get up at four or five in the morning, so you're all lacking sleep there. And then after those guys weigh in, all they want to do is go out and eat the whole day. And then you wake up at five. And then for me, like after the fights, I usually try to go home when I catch a late flight. I don't land. I don't get home until after you know midnight, one o'clock in the morning. So I'm destroyed every weekend. And then I come in on Monday, and these young kids are trying to whoop my ass. Like, oh, you're getting old. I'm like, no, I haven't slept in four no. days. Like, dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yes, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yes. No, it's 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 so exhausting, and again, like especially when when it's someone you care about, you know, it's 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 tough, you know. Like it, it's it's I can't tell you, and of course I would never say names with this, and they'll know who they are if they watch. But it's like I've had fighters that that like you'll just they'll cry, 
And it's not that it's even that physically tough. Though usually, honestly, the crying happens a lot of times before it even gets to that final point yeah. where it does get tough. It's just because it's emotional. Like it's it's your 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 hormones and everything are getting tough. And it just gets tough. And especially with the girls that I've worked with, like I'm I'm old fashioned, like I'm you know, I'm a southern boy. So it's like when I see a girl start to struggle or get get, you know, it starts to get tough. Man, it's it's that's hard for me. Like that that is very very tough for me, because like I want nothing more than to be like, man, like, like you, you don't have to do this. Like oh, let's just you know you don't have to do <laughs> take this. Take a break, take a break. But you do break. have to do it. Yeah. You know, and and you gotta be you gotta be a leader in that sense too. Um, you know, because you want to make it as easy as possible. But at the end of the day, they've got to make weight. Uh, yeah. We'll never. And you've you've seen me like 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 I'll never keep a fighter going if i feel like it's time to pull like if yeah, it's you, time to stop I'm, yeah. I, I have no i have i'm not ashamed one bit uh to say i've had fighters miss and i will say i will say some of the times if i've had a fighter miss i did everything i could do sure except maybe there was things earlier in the camp they weren't paying attention they weren't listening they started too heavy that the thing that i could have done to be the most responsible is be like hey, i can't help you yeah. But I care too much. You have a hard so, time saying no. Yes, because yeah. I know that if they don't have me, they're going to do it anyway, and they're not going to come anywhere close, and they're going to do it very unhealthy, and they, they could die. They could literally die. Oh, of course. So I'm going to help, and uh, but I have no qualms. Like if someone if someone is struggling, and I know that they've hit that point where, like, listen, like this is becoming a danger point. Like this is dangerous. The safety, fighter safety. Yes, like I, I, refuse to, I refuse to get you to a point where I have to, like, carry you or push you in a wheelchair to weigh in. It's like, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to let someone get to that point. I have, I have no issues. Just like, no, like you're done. You're done. Let's, uh, I'm going to rapid fire a couple questions at oh, you. Geez. Biggest Habib weight cut. Number. Wasn't that bad? Like this, people, but I've said this before and people thought I was just kind of full of it and like trying to just like make Khabib look good. Khabib didn't have a weight cutting issue. He genuinely did not have, he didn't definitely didn't have a discipline issue. Like, like it was never the tiramisu thing was such a joke. Um, like that wasn't his. He wasn't eating it. Like that, that, that wasn't a thing. Khabib was constantly getting injured. And when you get injured and you can't train, it is tough. Like it's tough mm -hmm. to make weight and it, it, because you, you can't do the necessary things to start to, to drop. But give me a number, bro. Quick we're talking, bullshit. man, honestly, it's been, it's been lost at fault, but I would imagine, I'm trying to think, man, I, I'll, I'll be thinking the, like the last one I worked with Khabib, honestly, I think. I think we cut like 15 pounds in a week. That's not crazy. Like it wasn't, we, we were, he was on weight the day before. Um, and, and, and that was one of the biggest things when I came in, like I changed, I was like feeding him things that he liked, like that yep. he wanted and feeding him a lot more carbs than the people that were working with him before and doing these things. So he was able to recover and he stayed healthy. But that was one of like my biggest things with Khabib. He got, he got like people, people talked a lot of trash about his commitment with weight cuts but he never had a commitment issue it was he would get injured, injured. like he would get injured and that would make it tough uh but his weight cuts he's a big guy but yeah he's big he's also got a lot of muscle mass so it's no the doubt. if i have two fighters i would rather have the one who's 10 pounds heavier with more muscle mass muscle holds water fat doesn't hold water sure so if you're a muscled up dude i can pull water from those muscles right. we're fine if you're a softer guy and you don't have much muscle mass it's gonna be a lot harder to pull that from um so he was never he was never tough dc we had some some big cuts with DC. The first time I worked with DC, that's the next one. DC was, biggest cut. Uh, so we'll, we'll go all the way from like weeks out. So like the first time I worked with DC was the John Jones two fight, and I mean I remember like in camp all together. I mean we, we lost over forty pounds like, all through camp. But I mean I'm I'm working with him for like eight weeks at a time and sure and week we, up. We, I'm fight week. We get him. Um, say he fights at two o five. What's he show up at fight week? Give me the two twenties. Like it'll be about fifteen. It wouldn't That's even not be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Especially the guys that I've been with in part. Like they're very good about getting last one, down. Last one here. And I know the answer to this, and I know this one's more. Max Holloway. Oh man, those are big. Uh, Max, Max, Max used to cut a lot. But if you've noticed too, like the way Max looks now is completely different. Like for sure, Max does so good now about uh, just being a really good weight year round. Give me the number and. I'm not giving you a number. Give me the number. I can't. I can't. You can. I can't. I'm not giving a number on that. You, why not? I, um, why can't you? He's changed it. It's better now. It was a. It was. I'm going to say max. Max would be over the 15. I mean, it would be like like 20 plus the the the, the week. Um, but it was. Uh, but again, Max was another dude. The, the, the I've always said it, and to the fact that people would like like say, "Oh, you're playing favoritism towards Max." I'm like, no. Like, I don't mean this anything. I'm like, there's no one like Max Hallway. I have never seen 
someone cut weight like him. Like it's almost like a, I don't want to say he enjoys it, but it's, it's, there's, there's never like a moment's hesitation. Like if, if he didn't have to take breaks between like the heat and, and thing, he He's would just sitting. stay in it the whole time. Like if it yeah. was, if it was possible for Max to just stay in the hot and just keep sweating for hours to make, he would just do it. He would never take a break. He would never do anything because he's just got this mindset yep. of like, I, you know, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go out there and, and that fight. shows he's, in his fights too. Yeah. He's just, he's a dog, man. Like, like the, the, the Hawaiians in general are just a different breed, but Max is just a dog. Um, yeah, it's, those uh, weight cuts with Max are always just, uh, it, it's just different because again, like he's just, he can, you can, he can just take so much punishment. Same, right. same thing in the fights. He's just an absolute mental monster and, and, and so physically tough. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's just shocking, but it, but it's, I will say this, the hardest weight cuts are always women. And even if they don't have much to cut. So even if a woman doesn't have a lot of weight to cut, it's always scary because yep. if she gets her period, period. fight week, which nine times out of 10 seems to happen yeah. fans, this is, I get, I get so heated when, when fans, well, like they don't understand. Yeah. Um, it, it can change everything. A female can be pounds ahead of schedule and get her period fight week and now i'm suddenly worried she's going to make weight or she misses weight like yep. it has I've seen such it. it's, it's such an impact and 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 women in general just cut slower you know yeah, they do. They they, do. i mean it's not even it's really in my experience it's not even close no men men cut a lot a lot faster like the, like, the rate of the the rate of return is like an hour some guys in a you know an hour i've seen them do anywhere dude I've seen anywhere from five to fifteen pounds in an hour. The first session, first session, right yeah. on a on a woman, two yeah. to five. Yeah, you might get the same effort. You might get two. You might get two pounds. I saw James Vick once. We got in the sauna. Uh, I think he got in the sauna for like fifteen twenty minutes. Then we got him out of the sauna and wrapped him up in a blanket, and just you know, like we're gonna stay here until the sweat slows down. You know, because it's we call that passive sweating. You're no right. longer in the heat. We got your body temperature still up. We're just laying there. Yeah. You can listen to music, watch a movie, whatever. And he just keeps sweating. I check it like ten minutes, pouring sweat. Check again, and he sweat for like an hour. And then we finally get him up, and he lost like thirteen pounds. <laughs> like just like I'm most of the time, just laying there. Yeah. Like, what in the world? It was Crazy. one of the wildest things. Um, I will say Macy Barber is uh, like. Like, and she wouldn't mind me saying this at all. It's, it's, I've never seen male or female someone float like her. Like, really? she can literally, she can literally, well, she's a ball of muscle. You know, like Macy's sure. this, this, this tons of lean body mass. Uh, like, Macy can lose four to, four to six pounds overnight. Like, literally, right hand to God, uh, float. I've never seen someone Most go guys to bed. can't even do that, let no. alone women. She'll go to bed and, you know, she'll have to use that. She'll wake up in the middle of the night, have to use the bathroom, whatever, but she floats so much wow. it's, it's freakish um hers are not it, it, it's insane but it's uh like every fighter's a little different but i keep sure. data on everyone so like i i have the data so we start to kind of know what to expect but again there with women like like a girl can be ahead of the data and, the, yeah. and she gets her period and everything changes and, and that's why i get i get uh that I know this isn't the conversation that that we intend to have, but like women in this sport, I don't want to say they're treated unfairly by fans, but they really are. Like it's it's tough. Like I feel really bad. Like oh man, just if you don't if you don't agree with that, just check the comment section. Yeah, a woman a woman ha a woman loses, and all of a sudden it's just like time for OnlyFans, and like all yeah. these people. Like man, what are you? Well, even if they yeah, they post a, a video of him hitting pads, you get some guy on there with with a picture of him and his poodle. You need to turn <laughs> your uppercut. They had never thrown a punch in their life trying to tell these girls that uh, would beat the hell out of them how to throw a punch. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. I work with, I work with Jesse Jess and and I love she'll share like some of the comments she gets. And it's so funny she'll get these guys that are like And she would beat these guys up. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's a dog too. Like like when she fights, she's a rough fighter. But she'll get these people that like hitting on her constantly <laughs> and she doesn't respond. And then, then it just immediately flips the switch when she yeah. doesn't respond to them, their advances. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like cussing her out and saying the worst yeah. things. Like I would never say that to a man, like much less a woman. And it's just like, what are you talking? Do y'all not? <laughs> do y'all not have moms? Like, yeah. like, like, why would you talk to a woman that way? It blows my mind. But women in this, women in this sport have it. I, 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 I genuinely think women in the sport have it harder than the guys because I will say this. Every woman trains mostly with guys. Sure. And every woman who's really good has multiple guys in her gym that are trying to knock her out. 
know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to be, they don't, they're going with this girl who's really good and this girl starts tagging them. And it's, you know, like the more advanced guys can handle it. Um, And they know how to, to, how to, how to not use their weight. But you get these, these other guys, these lower level pros or, or, you know, like guys who are maybe not in the UFC yet and they're going with these UFC girls and this girl's tag them. And then all of a sudden the guys are just in it to win. And trying to fight. And my man, she's really good, but she's still a woman. She's still got a woman's chin, like a woman's neck and frame and and muscle mass. You're a 200 pound dude trying to kill this girl. Um, And those are the, those are the, what they come up with. I've always said, like, I wonder how many women would have a longer career if they weren't just getting tagged in the gym like crazy. Right. Like right, it's, it's man, it, it is, it is, uh, and cutting weight all the time, like women too. And it affects women. We'll make this a, a feminist podcast. I'm not trying to do that, but uh, but women too, like they have more things to think of when it comes to weight cuts. Like guys, go, we can keep cutting weight and, and have kids. Yeah, like, like we can we can get someone pregnant. But a woman, like these weight cuts, especially tough weight cuts over time, like greatly there's a sacrifice their, to their body for sure. Yes, yeah, like greatly reduces their chance of being able to give birth later. Yeah, um, and that's that that's tough you know like that's a very tough thing like they're they're sacrificing much more than than men to be in the same sport and so i just get real heated when when fans are just so tough with them it's, oh, it drives me nuts okay but. last question and we got a jet we're run, tim and gene is gonna be upset if we miss their way <laughs> uh mentally toughest fighter like you know you have a like i have a fighter in mind that and it, it's probably more of a recent cut but your mentally toughest fighter that's handled a cut you know they have to endure mentally Man, that was probably Don. Honestly, this Dawn? last one with Don. That Dawn's was, my guy. That was that was nuts. I'm again. I don't want to give numbers and stuff. The reason I just don't like to give numbers. Dude, I mean, personally, I wasn't there in person. That yeah. that's my answer. Is yeah. Don. If you yeah, had, just, it was crazy. Because I say those are those are. Those, tell the numbers. He won't care. Tell the numbers. Those, uh, yeah, but. I mean, because here's the thing. He well, took it's not going to happen again. He took this fight on short notice. Yeah, we took. He don't. We took, he don't struggle to make weight, but no. he took this fight on short notice to get it. So um, first of all, the context is is. We took this fight on short notice, like four days, five days, yeah, four yeah, or five days, five. and it's his debut. So this is how you get into the UFC, right? Like this is pretty much how anybody gets into the UFC is either either sign off contender yeah. series or you take a short notice fight or you're a superstar already. Like yeah. Don's not a superstar. It, there was a yeah. short notice opportunity, and this is how, like, dude, I won't say the numbers if you don't want to say them, but it it was by far the toughest cut that you handled. You yeah. did the diet and the cut from remotely, and I was there in person. And it, I have never seen a person endure, uh, I have never seen a person endure the amount of sauna and hot tub that he did. And not only did he do physically, but mentally. Yeah. I want to say, I want to say like from two weeks before he, it was like 40 pounds, like from like two weeks before. It was around 40 pounds total. And, and, and again, like people were like, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And like, he don't do that regularly. That's not a normal thing. No. Um, He normally got a fairly easy cut. Yeah, he's really he really don't normally struggle, but there was a few things like he had been out of town, he'd been back well, home. The timing could vacation. not have been worse. No, it couldn't. It couldn't, and, and it was just, you know, it, it, it's unreal. Just an absolute mental monster. And the numbers that we were you were, we were throwing up with the data, you were sending me that. I'm like, dude, how, like his body was responding in such a good way. But but the, the 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 mind and body are connected too. Yes, like like he was mentally in it, so his body just stayed in it, and it just it was I unreal. I don't know if I told you this or not, but I called it. Like I was, I was done. Like I said, dude, because the second, the second that an athlete starts saying like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I'm done. I'm listen, you're a grown man or a woman. I'm not going to force you to be in there. If you don't want to be in there anymore, all good. And he goes, he goes, I'm not going to make it. And I took that as kind of like a, a, uh, Hey, I'm quitting. And Austin, the other coach we have, Mm -hmm. he looked at me. And I, I said, I said, uh, I walked out of the song. I said, Austin, come here. He goes, he didn't say anything until you walked in there. And he goes, dude, he goes, I got this. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to step out because they were doing their thing. They were doing really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm kind of like dad, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, when yeah. your friend tells you something, your dad tells you the same thing. You listen to your friend, you don't listen to your dad. Yeah. But dude, I remember the last session we were like a pound out, and guys, I'm telling you, the rate was so slow. Yeah, he was losing so slow, slow. like point two. To what he normally loses. Yeah, point two, point four every half hour. Yeah. Like you talk about the time, right? Like yeah. he would, dude. It was a tough. And, and normally remember, with him, you could expect four to five pounds in like thirty to forty five minutes, which right. sounds crazy, and it is crazy. He loses so fast. But. And I said, I said, hey let's let's go another ten minutes, and he had already been in there for twenty five minutes. And just so you guys know, like. 
25 minutes in the sauna. Yeah. We already have And he's already, it's the last pound. That people just don't do that in general. And mm. I said another 10 minutes. And I said that with the presumption that I wasn't going to get that out of him. Uh, um, you know what I mean? And he looks up at me and he goes, I'm going to sit in here until the rest, I'm going to sit in here the rest of the hour. And I looked up at the clock and it was 8.35, 8.25. There was 35 <laughs> minutes left. Yeah. He's sitting that damn sauna for an hour straight on his last pound, walked out and was on weight. Was on weight. And if he wouldn't have done that, he wouldn't have. If won. he would not have done that, he would have missed weight because we walked in with 10 minutes left before we were over. Man, it's, it's, and you talk about the mental side of it too. Like there's a trick I've used before. A fighter who is still mentally in it wants to be in it. And right. I've used it before. I think you've been with me. I'd have been like, I'd have been like, hey, like, like, do we need to stop this? And if they don't resist, you're like, ooh. Yeah. But a fighter who knows they're still in it mentally and physically, they will argue like, don't you dare. Like, yep. don't you dare stop this. I'm good. I'm like, all right, they're they're still good. And and it, not even mentally, they 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 start they they posture yep. up, they get mad, like physically, they're yep. suddenly in it. And, yep. and sometimes they just need that shot of adrenaline to be like, hey, like I'm gonna pull this if you don't start looking a little bit better. Because some of them they just it just starts looking bad and they're not really that bad. They're just uncomfortable and you know, they're they'd rather be. I think that just goes with knowing your athlete too. Yeah, like I'm yeah. not gonna during. I remember the thing for me, and you already said this. I didn't say a lot. You know what mm. I mean? Like for me, when I was quiet, quiet, I was good. You know what I mean? Like that was just, bro. Leave me be. I gotta get to my place. This mm. is not easy. Let me just let me do my thing, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, then you have Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson's doing live Q and A's yeah. and talks. Like he's like Stephen Thompson's videoing himself as he cuts weight, like talking to fans. Like it's it's the. It's the wildest thing. Like, yeah. like we're talking about. I don't you know, ain't never gonna catch short, me talking to anybody. Short on time, but like talking about like the differences in weight cuts. So it's like Stephen Thompson. He's just sitting there like entertaining fans while he's cutting weight. That he, is such a Stephen Thompson. Thing. Yes, and it's not. It's not a. It's not a like. Oh, I'm gonna do this so fans love me. It's like, no, like it's he wants to do this. It's like, genuine. Yeah. Like he loves it. He's and then you have talking about another top DC. When you're cutting weight with DC, you're cutting weight with like 20 of his buddies. Like it is a, you're like like in the sauna dancing and like cutting up, and it's just a different, it's just a different vibe, and, it, yeah. and it's real upbeat and and uh, different. And you just gotta you gotta know the room, you gotta walk into the room and kind of know it. And I've had fighters before where I gave the, we call it a safe word. I'm like, hey, if you say this, like when someone enters the room and you say this, I know you want them out. Like tell me, so like we'll get that person out. Like we'll find a way. <laughs> And, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. You'll have these these guys like they don't want this person in the weight cut because um, yeah. they just drain the energy or they they do the wrong thing. It, and, it's and, always the best when you get like everybody out, everybody out. No, 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 not you. No, no, no. not you. <laughs> you stay. Now you and there's one guy left. Like, everybody out. Uh, okay, you gotta go. Yeah. No, you get these. You get the different ones, and and it's just uh, it's cool, man. Like 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 one of my favorite things about doing this is 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 all the things I've learned from the fighters too. So it's like, I'm, I'm very by the science. I know sure. that's not a popular thing to say right now, but first off what people need to realize, like when we say like, Oh, can you trust science or not? Especially in nutrition. That's all people are always arguing against nutrition science. They're like, yeah, well, so the government's trying to kill you. I'm like, I'm like, like I'm not talking about any of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, what do you, but what I'm like, the science, they are, but that's science, <laughs> science is constantly evolving. Like, like, like all that you can trust. Like you also can't trust, trust your stoner brother-in-law who, who, who does a liver cleanse every week, you know, but all you can trust is the best data we have now. And as that evolves, you should evolve with it. You should. But like, you can't just come with fighters with the science because you also have, there's a psychology behind it. Sure. And there's different methods you learn as you go. So used to, I was very much like, hey, we're cutting in a hot tub. It doesn't matter. We're cutting in a bathtub because it is the best. I do find sweat rates are much better in a bathtub. You have a fighter who, if you only go by the science showing that bathtubs do better. But I have a fighter who maybe they worked with someone in the past who was dumping green alcohol and yeah. all this stuff in the bathtub and keeping the water up really high. We don't even have the water temperature above like what a normal hot tub in a hotel like would 104, be. 104, Yeah, but you get these. I've had people like, yeah, they were dumping green alcohol and Epsom salt and it had 107. I'm like, that person has PTSD. You yeah. start turning that bath water and like they yeah. literally have this nervous system response. And you learn, I'm like, we're not going to do that with this guy. Yeah. You know, in fact, I think one of the worst ways to cut by if we're looking at the methods and everything is through a workout but if someone's been doing that their whole life we take dc dc will wear a pair of sweatpants 
the same sweat pants, same pair of sweatpants, and he wants to do a workout. He starts in a sauna and then he moves and he does a jog on a on a treadmill. But he's been doing this since college. Yes. Like he's been doing this so Stink. long. And he looks at his sweatpants. He knows when the sweat hits a certain spot, he knows how much weight he's lost. Like he's just that familiar with it. That's his body insane. responds that to it so in. well. So we're going to keep with that. I'm just going to perfect what they're already doing. And I'll say this: we were talking about Tim and Gina. Tim Elliott had one of the biggest impacts on the way I work with general population and fighters, and doesn't even know it. In fact, like like trust me, Tim is not the type to be like. You know what? I want to make a. I want to yeah. say something that impacts your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's not. He's, you know, he's not that guy. Um, but it did. So when I was working with Tim once, he goes, "Hey, like when you're writing my plan, make sure you account for a dark beer at breakfast every day." And I'm like That's looking for the joke, thing. and then he don't still do the same <laughs> thing. But and I'm like looking for the joke, and he's just very serious. I'm like Tim, I'm not. I'm not writing. Guinness on your on your breakfast like I'm not writing that in he goes well look I'm going to do it whether you put that or not he goes it's just something I do I'm going to do it whether you write it or not and I'm telling you right now that I am going to do that so if you don't account for that I'm going to be over however many calories that is on my plan so that's your fault he goes because I'm telling you this (laughs) and I'm like this jerk man like come on like why aren't you like this undedicated guy like he's not going to follow my plan like no then i started realizing like how awesome that was because the other guys who i wouldn't have done that they were doing stuff too like yeah i'm going to follow this plan but then i'm going to sneak in some like fun size snickers i'm going to do these things i'm just not going to tell him about it so then i'm not accounting for it and we're not hitting the numbers i expect and when you start to do that i'm like god and i'm still I, i i never recommend someone do that like i don't recommend someone someone does that but i do have people like listen like what do you like, got are you tell getting, me your thing yeah I'll be like are you getting tired like like we'll have fighters that get to that mental part like i'm really struggling i'm like well what are you eating every day i'm like well like what's what's your breakfast i'm doing like because my plans have a little of everything yeah they be like are you doing like you know like i'm, I'm doing the oatmeal and the eggs and I'm like have you been, how long have you been doing that i've been doing that for like three weeks i'm like you realize as long as you stick to the measurements i have on there you could also do like pancakes and eggs like i'm not saying do that every day yeah but like you can do that and just stick to the amounts that i told you and you're going to get the same benefit like the same energy balance between the two and once they kind of realize that and they start throwing that in occasionally and stuff like their motivation goes up their consistency goes up because all of it is consistency when it comes to, to nutrition and stuff it's so much about consistency can so people come to me like hey like what do you think about me trying the carnivore diet for 30 days? I'm like, no. no. If you just came to me and said, hey, I'm going, I'm going to switch to carnivore for the rest of my life. I'm like, number one, I, I, have some, some, I do have some difficulties with the carnivore diet, but I have a lot of difficulties with someone immediately coming up to me and telling me they're trying something for 30 days. Like I know they've already said in their mind that's what they're willing to do. So if you have someone, you know, like, like I've, I've used the thing, um, I think it was in Atomic Habits, like if you have someone that's, yeah, they, they, they're keeping up with how long they've quit smoking. Like, you know, like I haven't had a cigarette in 60 days. They're keeping up with how long they've not had a cigarette because they know that eventually there's an ending to that. But if you've been smoking cigarettes most of your life, but then you quit and I'm like, hey, do you want a cigarette? You're like, no, I don't smoke. You've just already accepted, done, I'm yeah. not a smoker anymore. Like, I don't, I'm not a smoker. Yeah. And it's the same thing with diet. So these people constantly like, like, I'm, I think I'm going to try this. I'm like, if you try, you're not going to consistently do it. It's not going to Diets work. Diets just don't work. I, I, I don't even like the word diet. It's no. just not a thing. Like if you want to, if you want to look, if you want to like look fit, be fit, it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. And I think that's the problem. We talked about this with the, the, the fighters. Most of them have uh, eating disorders. Oh yeah. Right. So, I mean, it just. Outside of, so I'll say this outside of combat sports, weight cutting sports, you don't find high performers that worry about how they look. They just happen to look good as a side effect of eating for high performance. And those people aren't following fad diets. No. Like you're not going to find, you're going to find some, you know, there's going to be some stupid Netflix documentary that takes someone that ate meat most of their life. And then for a, for a small period of time, they switch to an all plant-based diet and, and try to claim that that person's plant-based, but they were for a little bit. But the fact is like that person has a lifetime of eating for performance up until that point. Um, you know, and, and, and that's the, that's the thing, like the diet industry, I know this wasn't a question, but like the diet industry preys on that. Like they prey on the fact that people aren't willing to do the simple thing. Like losing weight is actually simple when it comes to the science. Simple. It, it, it literally right. is. 
in simple terms, eat less, do more. It really is. But then when you get around the science of how the you know um, physiology works and psychology works and how your body starts to throw in wrenches into your plan, it is more complex. But people refuse to think that the reason they might not be losing weight is because they're eating more than they think they are and they're doing a lot less than they think they are. And rather than looking at themselves in the mirror and, and realizing those two truths and accepting them, they want to say like, you know, I don't think it's that. I think it's my hormones yeah. or I think it's the gluten or yeah. I think it's the, I think it's yeah, the fibromyalgia or whatever. Yeah. There's all kinds of different things. So like, is what a, is it? Always blaming us. Yeah. The carnivore people now are like trying to say plants are bad. I'm like, when, like, where did, well, where did you all get that? Um, you know, can you, can you imagine like, like humans 300,000 years ago? Can you imagine humans like during the great depression? Like if they could yeah. look ahead and, and there's some, somebody trying to lose weight and like, what's your secret? And you're like, you're like, I'm trying to get healthy, and I just really realized that plants are trying to kill us. I'm like, you, like, you entitled son of a, you know, it's, it's, it's losing weight is not like, like, it's not about the, these fine little details people think it is. They just, they're looking for that because they don't want to admit that it's something they have control over. They need to do a bit more and they need to control eating in some, in some way. They need to dial their eating back some way. And, it's just far easier to think that there's something out of their grasp than to think that it's something well within their reach that they can fix. Well, man, it's been, uh, I've learned quite a bit actually. <laughs> uh, I know we're, we're running short on time, but I really appreciate you coming on, uh, Instagram, Tyler Mint nutrition. Yep. You give away a lot of free content on there. A ton of free content. Uh, if you want to check out his, the, the diets, get on his plan and all that mm -hmm. stuff. The link is in the bio the on there. The bio. I'm sure. Yeah, I know, uh, I've been on them for, uh, pretty much my whole combat sports career. I know a ton of general population that's on it. Stuff works. He's amazing uh, for all levels. If you're a housewife, uh, CrossFitter, NFL, NBA, every level, I think he's got a he's got a spot for you. So, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. And uh, congratulations on the black belt. You got yeah, today. yeah, I got my black belt today. Yeah. I'm extremely pumped. I've been training for 15 years, 15 you know. Years. And, and I, I started training jiu-jitsu just because you had to to fight. All I wanted right. to do was fight. And then I started falling in love with jiu-jitsu and, and uh, really more when I met you and, and, and started understanding that jiu-jitsu doesn't have to be the gentle art. You know, like you're no. a very violent jiu-jitsu guy. And I'm like, man, I like this. And, and now nah, it was, uh, it was, it was cool. And like I said, I don't, you know, not to get sappy, but, but I was telling my wife, Raina, this, that like, like the fact that it came from you was super cool for me. Cause it's like, like, like you've just had such an impact on my life and even the nutrition stuff. It's like my business and everything. And dude, you've seen the yeah, evolution of me as a business person and person. And, and you've had so much to do with that. So it's like, man, get my black belt. It's like, it's, it's cool, but it was so cool that you've done it because you've been there through so many of those evolutions so it was uh, it's well deserved well deserved <laughs> yeah, so my man congratulations again thank you for coming on appreciate you guys thanks for watching